Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. No, 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 no. I was going to say something really funny, but I've decided not to. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Hello. Hi. We're together again. Yes. I know if you listen to podcasts every week, you think, what are you talking about? Because um, the podcast has kept going throughout the summer. Mm. But I've been away a lot, and we a lot of the ones that you've just heard, we stockpiled. Yeah. So it's it's good to be back. It's been a while. As, uh, oh, I've just remembered who sang that. Let's not go into it. <laughs> <laughs> and Annabelle's brought Maltesers with oh, her today. What a little treat, yeah. What's, what's going on with you bringing something that I would actually want to eat? Oh, what are you talking about? Because it's something that I haven't made myself. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, me. yeah. Or, or like some disgusting health food snack. I, I feel like often you bring things that you think, oh, I won't have to share this. <laughs> That's not true. It's because um, I've got a cold, so I need sugar. Right. Yeah. I didn't know there was. I didn't know that was the science of uh, the cure for the common cold. Oh, it's very, very medicinal. <laughs> very, very medicinal. No, sugar gives you that little boost, doesn't it? Right, 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 right. Mm. Um, so I primarily have been in Edinburgh. Uh, during uh, the month of August, uh, I've done a bit of dotting about, but Edinburgh's the the place where I've laid my hat mm. uh, the most frequently. Um, I have a I have a question here. Mm. How far? into a taxi journey mm. when you suspect that the taxi driver is going to the wrong place. Oh, God. Do you mention it? Well, I've been in a taxi to an airport before, pretty convinced that they're going to Heathrow when I went to Stansted and I didn't say a word <laughs> until we got there and he was right. <laughs> because I, for me, what when you arrive and it's yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm terrified. Yeah, yeah. so when, when I was in Edinburgh, I... Um, hailed a taxi on the street and I asked to go to this particular neighbourhood where there's a bakery I like, mm. an area called Stockbridge. Um, and we're, we're in the taxi and we're getting along and at first I think, okay, this feels like a slightly odd way to go but I don't live here. He's a cab driver. He's done the knowledge exam that they have in London and Edinburgh so I'm going to leave him to it. And um, and then I thought, no, we're definitely going the wrong way. But I really didn't want to say something because I thought, well, maybe he knows about some roadworks or maybe, yeah. you know, maybe he knows the traffic is bad. Yeah. And um, eventually he dropped me off at Waverley train station. No, it was completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no. I didn't say anything. You just got out. Yeah. I, I got out where he dropped me off <laughs> and then I walked around to where the taxi rank was. You had to pay in. for that journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, having said that, I'd rather miss my flight than yeah, yeah, going to the wrong airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Excuse me. 
Ebony Wood. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port, Adrift. Ooh, I'm in the stream. We'd love to hear from you if you have a story of your own um, social failures that you'd like to share with us. You can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. This is from Vicky, age 52. I'm more than happy for people to include their age if they want. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Gives it a touch of the, the gallery on Tony Hart, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. Many, many moons ago, at the age of about 18, I used to go most Tuesday evenings to a music venue called Oscars, now a McDonald's, the horror. I became friends with a number of other groups of regulars there, one of which included a very quiet and unassuming chap called Bill, who kind of lurked on the peripheries and never said much. At the time, I was the only one of my friends who had a car, and I'd often give a lift to other people, including Bill, who lived very close to my friend Morvan. Morvan and I thought Bill had a rather vacant, rustic look about him, and he didn't really speak, and we decided to nickname him Bumpkin. Not to his face, of course, which we thought was just hilarious. On one particular occasion, I was driving home Morvan, Bill, and another friend, Joe, who was in the passenger seat. Joe was a less frequent attender of our Tuesday night outings, but had often heard us talking about the people there. As we neared Bill's, as we neared Bill's drop-off point, Joe suddenly made the connection. Oh, she exclaimed, turning round in her seat and beaming at Bill. So you're Bumpkin! <laughs> there was a terrible silence that seemed to drag on and on as I gripped the steering wheel so tightly I'm surprised it didn't break off in my hands until finally... Bill replied in a small voice, um, yeah. <laughs> the last moments of the journey were completed in a heavy silence of embarrassment and confusion. Joe had seen the expression on my face and realised she'd made a terrible faux pas <laughs> until Bill virtually ran from the car and we could drive off in shame. I don't know what became of Bill in the years since and I hope he wasn't irrevocably scarred by my mean 18-year-old self. As someone who agreed that he was Bumpkin, despite never being referred to as such to his face, he's probably the sort of person who listens to his podcast. So, Bill, I apologise. Oh, that's good. He's probably retired to the land oh. to like, cut himself off from society. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Okay, this is from Matthew Hull, the Imperial Chancellor of the Piccadilly Line. Here is a quick bit of accidental racism from our recent holiday in Thailand. Vi and I were going on a tour to all the different islands around Phuket and the tour operator had quite a few different groups scheduled for that day. They had divided the groups up by way of different colour stickers. We were orange. Whilst we were waiting for things to begin, we were standing in an open area having a cigarette when one of the tour operators began to gather all the people with yellow stickers in the area we were standing in. Remember I just said Thailand, Southeast Asia? Without thinking, I turned to Vi and said, oh, my love, I think we need to move away from here. This is where the yellow people are gathering. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Needless to say, I was mortified. Uh, and I did uh, nothing more than to melt into a puddle on the sidewalk. Oh, that's terrible. Isn't it just? Yes. OK, and this is from Chris. He says, back in October 2016, I was diagnosed with rectal cancer. The next 14 months or so were spent having radiotherapy, chemotherapy, a month off, an operation, lots more chemotherapy, six months worth, a month off and another operation. At the end of that, I'm cancer free and more or less healthy again. Hooray. Yes. However, my colon has lost six inches of its length and it's also had a period of about eight months when it was bypassed. I had to wear a colostomy bag for that period, which is another adventure all of its own. <laughs> so the colon kind of forgets how to do its job. 
As a consequence, I now have similar issues to those Jeff describes. <laughs> and I just want to point out, I've, I've never had any... Um, You've got no surgery. Yeah, no. yeah. I was just born this way, to quote Lady Gaga. Oh, very nice, yeah. yes. Things are slowly improving, but my toilet visits are frequent and not entirely under my control. They can be prolonged and there are times when I just have to sit and sit and wait and wait. That's how I discovered that the toilets in my office have a motion-activated power-saving mode. They shut off if no one moves in there for seven minutes. Why seven? No idea, but I've timed it. (laughs) The first time it happened, I panicked a little, thinking it was a fire or a power cut or something. But as soon as I stood up and opened the door, the lights came back on again and I worked out what was going on. So subsequently, I've been able to take it in my stride and I just carry on and enjoy the darkness. Until this week, when a group of three blokes walked into the dark room, triggering the lights to come on, and started having a ribald conversation about what their respective weekends had been like. Obviously, I'd already been in there a while, and was pretty much done and about to leave when they entered. I also had a video conference I needed to be present at, fast approaching. However, if I walk out while they're there, I'm forever going to be that weird British guy that sits alone (laughs) in a darkened toilet. I mulled over my options, and eventually, as their conversation did not seem to be ending any time soon, I plucked up the courage to flush and stride out of my cubicle confidently. <laughs> All heads turned to me as I approached the sinks that were leaning against and proceeded to wash my hands as quick as I could and walk out with my head held as high as I could manage. <laughs> In future, if the lights go out, I'll be waving my arms around and jumping around till they come back on again. <laughs> Regards, that weird British guy. Oh, more of these, please. Share your story with us. Email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. You will be reminded of this show and this feeling. Adrift. When you wake up. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Adrift. Annabelle. Yeah. You've prepared a story. Yes. Are you ready to tell it? Do you need a Malteser? Uh, no, I'll have one afterwards as a treat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's the subject this week? So we're going back to my school days again. Mm-hmm. And when I think back to my school days, I do wonder if due to some glitch in time, I went to school in the 18th century. Because <laughs> one of the lessons at my primary school was ballroom dancing. Did you do that at your school? No, we did maypole dancing. Okay, so did we as well. So I think mine was more like going back to the Middle Ages. <laughs> back even further yeah. yeah and this was a single sex school so you had a load of eight-year-olds doing the waltz in a school hall and if we'd had to balance books on our heads too and practice getting in and out of cars nicely i'd feel sure that i must have just forgotten that i did actually go to swiss finishing school did you did you attend a debutante's ball at any stage <laughs> no i didn't why do why are these finishing schools in switzerland i don't, I don't think they're that refined because when you think about fondue that's just eating with sticks isn't it yeah Not refined at all it's like cave people <laughs> and there's, there's something a bit childish about having a clock with a little bird that springs <laughs> out baby yeah, yeah. yeah okay back to the waltz and i'm not sure why we did the waltz but the only thing this could have possibly prepared me for is the 19th century or being a contestant on strictly come dancing and both those possibilities you know equally unlikely and I can mostly only remember doing the waltz, but the other one I recall is the Gay Gordons. Oh, right. You know yes, that, do yeah, you? Yeah. Because I'm not convinced that's even a ballroom dance, is it? No. I've certainly never seen it on Strictly, and, and that sometimes feels quite loosely ballroom with that one where someone pretends to be a bull. So, yeah. <laughs> now, this is a private school, though, so probably they felt they had to offer things to, you know, get your money's worth. I don't know. But my state secondary school wasn't much better because one of the subjects offered was good grooming. But that was the actual name of the lesson, good grooming. In, in a state in a state, school. Yeah, in a state secondary and school. And it was in Essex, not Switzerland. It was, <laughs> well, it, it was in Essex, but it was a grammar school as well. And when I watched something like Love Island, where 
I feel like most of them are from Essex. They look like they've done good grooming degrees, but <laughs> although mine was less hair extensions than fake tan and more remembering to wash between your legs. I remember that a bit quite clearly. <laughs> and wearing deodorant and shaving your legs. I mean, it was a very basic finishing school, really. We did do other proper subjects as well, like home economics. Guess what? It doesn't exist anymore. Really? No, it's called food and nutrition. I feel really sad. I loved it. How it had the word economics to make it sound more yes. serious. Like before it was called domestic science, economic <laughs> science. <laughs> but basically it's just cooking really, isn't it? And in our first year of home economics, the teacher said that snacks were often very unhealthy. So we we're going to learn today how to make a very healthy as well as a quick and easy snack. And that thing we we're going to be making was pizzas <laughs> it's not a snack it's not healthy and as he made them from scratch i.e made pizza dough it's not quick either i sometimes wonder if any of my contemporaries ever think oh i need a quick snack something healthy i'll, I'll just make a pizza from scratch home wasn't just cooking in the first year seniors though because there's also some personal development stuff which is basically learning about puberty and sex and at the age of 11 I felt like I already knew a lot of this stuff because I've got an older sister and she'd tell me stuff purely to confuse me and freak me out not out of any desire to prepare and educate me <laughs> and I'd also look at her school stuff on this so you know I picked a few bits and pieces up and I felt pretty confident that I knew it all which is how I found myself a few months into my new school with a whole new set of friends, like people I was just getting to know, eagerly putting my hand up when a personal development question was asked. And the question was, what do we call the hair that grows between your legs at pure puberty? And I knew the answer to this because I'd read it in some kind of book or leaflet that my sister had and she brought it home from school. And it really stuck in my mind because I felt it had a very contradictory name because it is, of course, I think to myself at the time, public hair. Now, I didn't get at all why it was called that. And I used to wonder, like, why isn't it called private hair? Because it's really private. In fact, <laughs> like it's the least public of all the hair on the body. But this is what I'd seen written down in school material. Yeah. So my hand is up. I'm desperate to reveal that I know it, show how wordly I am. I could possibly do an aside about, but it's not very public, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the teacher to pick me. And she doesn't. <laughs> Somebody else says, pubic hair. And I think... Oh, yes, that does make more sense. But I don't think I realised at the time what a sliding doors moment that was. Yeah. Because if the teacher had picked me, my life could have turned out completely differently. Yeah. I would have been ridiculed by my peers, probably bullied. I'd lost the friends I'd made already. I'd lost what little confidence I had. I'd retreated <laughs> further into myself. But then I also think that if I had been picked and said public hair... Everyone might just have forgotten about it the next day and I would have had a way better ending to this story today. <laughs> we'll never know which way it would have gone. Adrift. Adrifting. Adrifter. Naughty. Adrift. I just wanted to say a little thank you on behalf of my wife, Sarah, who the reason I've been in Edinburgh for a lot of August is she has been doing a show up there, a stand-up show. You went up for you went on a mini break to I Edinburgh, did. didn't you? It was wonderful. Um and anyway, she, she said to me that fairly much every show, somebody would come up to her afterwards and say, oh, just to let you know, I'm a drifter. Oh, so nice. So that's great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, lovely. That means, I think she did 24 shows in total across the month, oh. which means we have at least 24 listeners. And think of all those ones who weren't brave enough to say I'm a drifter. Yes. Like, Let's double that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so thank you to you. If you if you went to Sarah's show, um, both she appreciated it, and it's good for my self esteem mm. to know that there are people listening to the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. that's a great thing. Um, speaking of my wife, mm. I know that um, we need to get on with it now with the Partners Podcast, which exists. Yes, yes. It's in the can. Um, 
Remember last week I was saying we've got it, it's just not edited yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emily Harrison, who does the music for The Incident, yeah. she got in touch and said she will edit it. Oh, that's such a good idea because it's best if one of us doesn't do it. Do you think, because I, yeah, was, I yeah. was worried that um, it was a betrayal of Sarah and Tom's trust letting somebody hear them. Well, everything they said, they knew that we were going to hear it anyway. They weren't thinking that, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right, then. If she's happy to do it, I think that's a really good idea. Okay. Um, because because then it won't be you going, oh, no, Sarah said that embarrassing thing about me, I'm going to take it out. Or Tom said that awful thing about Annabelle, I'm going to keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So we, we've made a decision. Because right. I, I was hesitant. No, I, think I, it's, I was I think hesitant, it's, but yeah, okay. I'll get I think it. someone might have suggested it on the email as well. Someone else said it's better to get someone else to. I can't remember who it is, sorry. Okay. I said to get someone else to do it. I yeah. will just quickly, uh, after we're done today, I'll quickly send a text message to Tom and to Sarah just to check. Yeah, yeah. That they're okay with it. But I think probably better um better and then Emily will have this dark secret that she has to carry around yeah. with the rest of for with her the rest of the life, the things that were said that she had to cut out. Because they were so terrible. They were so terrible. <laughs> Don't judge me, Emily. I'm only human. <laughs> Sarah said to me there was something she said in the podcast that Tom said, We'll have to take that out or Annabelle will never speak to you again. You're kidding me. No. Oh, now I don't want anyone to edit it. <laughs> what do you think it was? I don't know. Oh, I'm very nervous. You'll have to ask him. I've changed my mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, so um, I, I think we've I think we've made the deci- we've made the decision. Emily's going to do it, right? So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we will have that depending on Emily's, Emily's schedule because I know she's got a little one. Um, but depending on her schedule, we should have it to you uh, presently. And if you want to hear it, you need to support us on Patreon. Um, you just need to go to patreon.com stroke adrift. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port in a show called Adrift. I've had some time with my old friend Jamie recently. Oh, nice. Which is, is, is lovely. Um, anyway, while I was with him, my phone rang. It was my wife ringing. And... I've got her saved in... What have you got Tom saved in your phone as? Tom. Surname or just Tom? Just Tom, yeah. Mm. So basically I have Sarah saved in my phone as Sarah Barron. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's like, why have you got your wife's surname yeah, in just, your phone? It's a bit weird, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Well, let's see <laughs> which way this is going to go. And, and I, I said, well, when I met her, I didn't know I was going to end up marrying her or being yeah. intimate with her. Yeah, so I just enough. saved her in my phone. Mm, mm. And then it would be weird at some point to take her surname out. My sister's got her husband as Sam in brackets, my husband. But I guess there's more than one Sam. So it does kind of make sense. But it is weird when it comes up. Presumably he's got a surname as well, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah maybe he's just know, his yeah, surname. Yeah. Um, but who, who who is in the right? I mean, I am, a, am I a bad <laughs> husband for having my wife's surname in my phone? I find out in this week's The Incident. <laughs> And I thought the simplest way of doing this is to have it out with my friend Jamie. So we were sat in the back of a cab and the phone went and it was your wife calling you. But it came up with the name Sarah Barron, yeah? Yeah, which is her name. Which is her name, her her complete name. Yeah. And I just thought, that's a bit formal for your wife. Like the only people in my phone book and in, in my phone that have surnames is like my accountant so for it to be your <laughs> wife I just thought it was like a 
a little bit weird. But so, do, you, do you not think that in this day and age, so I understand when mobile phones first became a thing, it was to do with just the, the hassle of saving names, whereas these days it pops up on your screen, first name, surname. And, and when I met her, I didn't know she was going to become my wife. Um, which is fine. I get that. So, But you, you're allowed to change. You don't, you don't have to stick with the first entry you put in. But don't you think it would be more weird to delete her surname? But I, I just think it's really odd. If I asked you who you dated, right, in the last, like, 15 <laughs> years, right, you would only give me first names of the people until you went back to, like, junior school, and then you'd probably have <laughs> a surname because that's the only time you ever had surnames. It's, like, odd. And if you've got, like, more than one Sarah, right, mm. I've got five Daves and a David. So I've got to use surnames for them, right, just to differentiate. Mm. But she's the number one Sarah, like, that's it. She's Sarah. And then everyone else is like, you know, Sarah, doctor's assistant or Sarah, you know, with a but surname. I feel like what you're asking me to do in a certain way is infantilize her. Like, say, she, she's not a woman in her own right with her own full name. She is my possession, my <laughs> wife, and I'm going to delete her surname out of existence and just replace it with the possessive word wife. You texted me the other day and you said, Da, 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 da. Sarah's just been nominated for this, right? Which I thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. But you didn't say give a whole name, did you? If I say to you what you're doing at the weekend, you don't go, oh, I'm going to the cinema with Sarah Barron. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. She's your wife. It's like your friends. But yeah. it comes across like it, it's like someone you've never met. But if she was, if when I'd met her, she hadn't been on the phone and then su- subsequently she'd got a phone and I'd saved her name, I might have saved it as, as Barron. But it's, it's, it's revisionist to take away her surname. So when you talk to Siri, do you not so do you have to say call Sarah Barron? Yeah, but I don't talk to Siri cuz I feel silly doing it. That's because you've got a surname in. That's what <laughs> makes you feel so silly. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Please join me in this bubble that has been forever locked in the glass by the blower. It's, it's their breath. It's horrible. Adrift. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. My son is going through quite an annoying phase at the moment. Oh, yeah. So he's two and a bit, and he's not crazy about going in his pram. He doesn't want to be in his, his pram a lot of the time because mm. he feels like a big boy. Oh. But he, he doesn't want to walk very much either. Oh, hmm. So he wants me to carry him. Now, I am a weakling. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a physically strong man. And it's, carrying a kid is, is tiresome. It's mm. really tiresome, especially because he's decided that he only likes being carried in my left arm. We asked him why. Like, it's a bit puzzling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we have no idea. Um, so, I mean, it's not like when you have a bag of shopping, you can swap from one hand to the next yeah, every now yeah. and again to even out the load. I was thinking so, that maybe he likes one side of your face better than the other. Well, like. well, I, I will say I photograph better on my left side. <laughs> 
then that's so, it. So maybe yeah. it's that. Um, but so if I then try and hold him in my right arm, he just climbs across me to my left arm, and it's it's, it's exhausting. So a lot of what's happening when I'm out with him at the moment is me getting into a standoff about whether he's got to go in his pram or not. Oh, God, and yes. um, and I, I end up feeling like something out of one flew over the cuckoo's nest, you know, restraining the patient to get him into his pram and it's all unpleasant and strapping mm. him. So we, we were out in Edinburgh and I'd gone through this rigmarole of getting him back into his pram. And then we got into a department store and we were queuing up for a lift. Uh, and there's only one lift and there's a bit of a queue in front of us. And he's in his pram and he's fussing and he's crying and it's embarrassing. And I, I say to him, I mean, not that he'd be able to understand it. I say to him, oh, for God's sake, I wish somebody had pushed me around all day. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. You can see where this is no, going, can't you? No, no, Yeah. So three people ahead of us in the oh, queue, there is somebody in a wheelchair waiting to be pushed into the lift. No. Oh, God. So I didn't say anything, but I did Thank ask. God. I, 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 did, I did ask my wife if she'd come back to that department store with me later that same day and then um, try and reenact it. Reenact it. Well, reenact it so that I could work out whether oh. he would have heard me or not. Right, yeah, so, yeah. like, can you go that far in? Oh. She refused. Oh. But I mean, I am playing that incident over and over again in my head constantly at the moment. They didn't hear, I'm sure of it. Are you? No. Now that you're listening, it's happening. Do you know it? Do you like it? When will you be here in the future? I will be here in the future. Adrift. With Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. Okay, this mm. is from Her Excellency Lucy Waring. I have a profile on a website which connects me with cat owners who are going on holiday and I get paid to drop in once or twice a day and sometimes stay over with the cat. This month I'm stopping in a luxury high-rise flat with a balcony, views of central London, a doorman, a gym, a pool and spa facilities. I do not feel like a natural inhabitant of this building, but I am enjoying the luxury, at least in the privacy of the flat itself. The cat owners assured me that I could use the pool while I was staying, and after some considerable psyching myself up, I headed down to the pool. Once I arrived, I tried to use the fob attached to the flat keys to open the door to the gym, with no success. I could see a gym staff member peering over, but obviously assuming I was in the wrong place. Already embarrassed, I pushed the bell and he came over to open the door, positioning himself near to the entrance so as not to allow me to move too far into the area he was protecting. There was no can I help or pleasantries of any kind. He just watched expectantly and waited for me to speak. Can you show me where the pool is, please? I showed the key to the flat and hoped it would prove that I'm legitimate. Have you just moved in? His expression was one of doubt. I was clearly hoi polloi. <laughs> I'm staying in a flat while they're away. They said I could use the pool. I can feel my confidence waning. I try to remember that I was Her Excellency Lucy Waring and this staff member had no business doubting me. Then I remembered that as proud as I am of my title in my natural habitat, I am Her Excellency in the context of a podcast about social awkwardness. <laughs> I also simultaneously berated myself for imagining I can abuse my power. In the rush of confused thoughts, my statement sounds like a weak little question and I still look like a rabbit caught in the headlights. You need an induction. OK, do I have to book that in advance then? The residents need to sort it out. When are they back? Not for a month. They said it would be fine. Is there nowhere can be inducted now? I hold up the keys again, hopefully. Get them to email. Oh, I'm not sure I can really do that. They're on their honeymoon. 
own. I back out of the gym, feeling something along the lines of Julia Roberts when she is banished from the shop in Pretty Woman. <laughs> it didn't occur to me until hours later how rude and unhelpful this gatekeeper had been to me. He can't possibly be so short with the people who regularly use the gym facilities. I really want my big mistake moment, but it was me asking the flat's usual residents to email in. It's not like the gym master loses everything by me being there or not, but I feel like getting in would be a satisfying meat revenge. The residents are really lovely and I am in regular contact with them to send pictures of their cat. They even said I was allowed guests if I wanted, but is it overstepping the line to ask them for this favour? I'm almost sure it is too much to ask, but I'm spending every spare hour of this month trying to cat-sit my way out of my overdraft, so being able to swim in the morning before I do the rounds before work was going to be the perfect way to squeeze some exercise into my packed schedule. Please, can you help? Well, I want to start off by saying I think the idea of swimming is always better than swimming. Oh, right. So you're saying, you know, don't get it all out of proportion. It's not all that great. Like, you know, yeah, like, oh, yeah. how great it'd be to be in the pool. Yeah. And then it's just quite boring going backwards and forwards. I think in one pool. length and you think, oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. So so that being said, yeah. so just just clear this up for me. Her her fob won't work without being activated by the induction. Is that is that the thing? What she needs, she needs an emailed permission from the residents. But So he, he's standing, he's the sentry between yeah. her and the pool. Yeah, yeah. And he won't let her in until yeah. he sees an email Oh, I've just thought of the answer. An email from yeah, the residents. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think I know what the answer is too. Fake up an email. Yeah. 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 Just set up a Gmail account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, that's, yeah, that's exactly what she should do. Yeah. Because the question is, should I email them on holiday? And the fact is, it's difficult because it's the honeymoon. It is difficult because it's the honeymoon. I would normally say no, but because there is this interaction yeah. where you are sending pictures of the cat, I think you could ask in a very likeable way. Go on then. You say, look, I am so sorry to burden you with this while you're on your honeymoon. Please feel free to ignore. But um, the the, uh, the the job's worth, I know they might be friends with him. Yeah, the doorman. So the, 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 the doorman. The, the gym master. Con, 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 commissioner? Is he a commissioner? <laughs> I don't know. I enjoy <laughs> you trying to say it. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm almost got it mixed up with another word, which is like some kind of mafia role. And that, uh, that's what threw me. Um, uh, the commissioner. Anyway, so, so he, he says he just needs a, a brief email before I'm allowed in the pool. Would you be able to... Uh, would you be able to send me something even if it's just one line? Awfully mm. sorry to ask you this on your honeymoon. Um, humiliated if I'm asking too much and and please feel free to ignore. So it's okay to bother someone on that honeymoon as long as you make it clear that feel free to ignore this. Yeah, I think so. Totally Beca- fine. Because there, if if you weren't sending pictures of the cat, if yeah. they'd gone away on honeymoon... Then there's no way. <laughs> no way at all. But because there is a little okay. bit of interaction going on, I Well, think I feel it's we've fine. got a rule there that can be applied in, in many other circumstances. Thank you. Thank so you. we can move on. Yeah. Two, the Grand Duke Andrew. I'd like a ruling on littering. I know there are actual laws regarding litter, but I need a more nuanced assessment. If you drop some litter, you obviously pick it up. But if it blows away, do you have to chase it? And how far? And if you attempt to put something in the bin but miss, does that still count? If I drop food, I tend to leave that. Is that wrong? On an entirely unrelated note, if my wife wants a capital letter while she's typing, she does not use the shift key. She goes... Caps lock on, types the letter, caps lock off, continue every time. Am I right in thinking this is insanity? Yes. I have done that through laziness, but, you know, not as a matter of habit. Right, OK. So, so yes, it is insanity. OK, so 
I want to, I want, I want answered here. The dist, if it blows away, the distance you have to chase that's, it. That's the tricky one. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you miss the bin, of course you have to pick it up. And if put it's just it in, in front bin. of you, yeah. yeah. My wife did something terrible in Edinburgh. Yeah. So if you've never been before, the the city, it, it just gets full of performers for the whole month, and every performer wants you to go to their show. So there are teams of flyers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people like shoving leaflets into your hand. Mm. Anyway, so somebody shoved a leaflet into Sarah's hand and we're walking along the street. And after a few metres, she um, she spots, I don't know what they are, you know, the sort of boxes in the street, which I think inside of them are all the wires. Maybe they're called exchange boxes or oh, something, yeah. Yeah. you know, for telephone wires or whatever. You see them on, on the street, the cabinets, and you sometimes see them open and the engineers are in there doing stuff with mm. soldering irons and so on. And she she just takes this leaflet and puts it on top of one of these boxes right. and then carries on walking. I said, you've just littered. Mm. She said, but I didn't put it on the floor. I said, but, but uh, you left it in the... You wouldn't have just dropped it on the floor. It doesn't matter just because it's at a higher level. Right, that's right. still littering. Oh, well, this is something as well then. Like, yeah, if it, if, if it doesn't just have to be on the floor then, doesn't it? It's littering if it's not on your person anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, so... Um, when it, when it's food, I think it very much depends. Well, if there's some kind of beast nearby that might eat it. Yeah, or how like if it's ice cream, it'll just melt away, won't it? Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't I don't know the, the the food one is a little less clear. But give me the distance then. You think it's okay to let it just to not chase after? Okay, it? so falls on the floor, you pick it up. If it falls on the floor and blows a bit, you you follow it. I th- I think if it blows into traffic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's you're fine. You have to, you're fine, but you yeah. have to sort of make a bit of a, you know, do a bit of a mime, like, oh, mm. I'm exasperated. Ah, yeah, what yeah. should I do? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 like yeah, that yeah, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think if it blows down the pavement, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just you just have to follow it. But I think there could be a rule that if it goes past, say, five people, that's it. You, it's not yours anymore. <laughs> I mean, I suppose the question becomes: Did any of the people? Uh, uh, did anybody see? <laughs> Oh, ooh, yeah. Isn't it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it becomes at that point. Yeah, if, you think yeah. you, if you can get away with it that nobody saw the litter was yours in the first place. Yeah, look around. Then, yeah, yeah, live with that on your conscience. Okay. But I mean, I, I do think maybe you just have to keep following it, even even if it, you know, tended to tumbleweed and went across the desert. <laughs> you'd, just, like, you'd have to keep on its tail. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you have a situation where you would like to know what the rules are, what the social etiquette is, then we will tell you. You might not like it, but we will tell you. You can email us, hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast, uh, a little shorter than usual. A little bit, yeah. I, I, I spent um, I spent a bit of a, a podcast a few weeks ago saying, sorry, the podcasts are a bit short at the moment. Mm. And they ended up being about the same length as they usually are. Oh, right. But this, this one, I think, has definitely been a tad shorter, at mm. least. Mm. So, um, so sorry about that. We're just... Um, re-entering orbit or something and I've got a cold and Annabelle's got a terrible cold yeah. you know the Maltesers have kept her going yeah. throughout this but yeah. uh, so so that's that um, thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music during the incident and uh, thanks to my friend Jamie Broadbent for giving a spirited defence 
of his uh, his, his wife surname phone argument. If you haven't yet shared your story of social ineptitude, now is the time to do so. You can email us, hello at adriftpodcast.com, and that's the same email address if you have a, uh, a quandary for Quandary Corner in Problem Attic. Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers and made our idents. Patrick Gunning and Luana Babu provided technical support. Carla Gowlett took photos, and Kim Rainey made the artwork. Uh, and I think that's about everything, isn't it? Yeah. Did you enjoy being in the outro this yeah, week? I don't normally come to it. No, yeah. no. <laughs> it's been good having you here. Uh, and I'll finish by saying, remember to wash between your legs. <laughs> Adrift. Adrift. On to the podications. Now, um, some of these were a little late with because of the aforementioned stockpiling, but I believe you've you've been in touch mm-hmm. with the people involved mm-hmm. and uh, offered our sincerest apologies. Absolutely, yeah. This comes from Sarah Broadhead, who says, Hi, Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Hi. Hi. Hope you're both good. I'm not sure. Well, Annabelle's got this cold, mm-hmm. but otherwise I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I've usually got something to moan about, but just let me... You'll probably get this cold soon. So. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Um, I'm not sure how to interact with people over email. Email. Is that what I said? Email then. Email that I've only listened to on podcasts. But hi. Hi. At this point, I'd like to highlight I am very socially awkward and struggle at even hugging my own friends without ending up overthinking how long the hug should last whilst trying to blow the hair I accidentally ate while going in for the hug. So hopefully my friend will really appreciate how much I struggled with the below email. I think I might be massively late uh, even asking for the publication for my work in inverted commas friend, Katie Parker. I, as I realised while listening to episode 50, where the guy had outreached a few times, I should should have probably sent this in earlier, but here goes. KP's birthday is coming up on the 21st of August, so if a small mention of any kind would be, uh, sorry, so a small mention of any kind would be greatly appreciated. We've worked together now for just slightly over a year. She was the first one to introduce me to any kind of podcast, and your adrift was top of her recommendations. Oh, amazing. Oh, Katie Parker. Yeah, the best. A hero. Um, we've now shared many laughs to the annoyance of our other co-workers over stories from the podcast. KP has made my first year down in London much more enjoyable with the endless spoons outings. I don't know what a spoon outing yeah, is. What does that mean? I don't know. I accidentally stole a spoon yesterday. You didn't. Yeah. Accidentally. Well, this is, let me tell you, I'd like, I mean, I'm, I'm not living the life of an oligarch or anything, but I've got some nice cutlery. <laughs> When we moved we've all, in here, we all picked up on that. Don't worry when, about when it. When we moved in here, I thought I don't want it because I used to have Woolworths cutlery. Oh right! And I thought I'm of an age now where I want cutlery that feels substantial in my yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I've got me. That's what I treated myself to. Good for you. And yet, did you yes, get a canteen of cutlery? Did you? I did get a canteen of cutlery. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah. For you. Um, and yet, yesterday I put my hand in my jacket pocket and I found like a horrible greasy spoon, calf teaspoon. You know, the sort that Yuri Geller could bend very easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know how I quite... Anyway, what is a spoon outing is, is the mm. question there. Um, pizzas, proofreading my emails to sound more cohesive, introducing me to Ikea meatballs, rock nights, and always being there to laugh at my Yorkshire accent when I use us rather than his or hers. 
Just wanted to say a massive thank you for being a great mate and being there to laugh at me and my social ineptness. Happy birthday, Katie. Thank you, Sarah. P.S. If uh, if this acts as any kind of bribe to help get this publication read out, uh, you can look at some cute pictures of KP's pug dog, Tommy, at his Instagram handle, at Captain underscore Tommy underscore Pug. Shall I do that now? Do it, yeah. Have you done it? No. Just waiting for Instagram to load. This has never happened to me before. I've just... Oh, no, there we go. There we go. Okay. What was it? At... Captain. This is how long... I'm not a good typist. Tommy. Oh, there it is. Pug. Let's have a look. Is he a good boy? <laughs> yeah. Is he? Oh, where's it gone? Ah, I've lost it again. Um, look at this. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's got a little coat. pink Parker coat on That's there. So nice. Yeah. This is good. Anyway, <laughs> I was pugging a paddling pool. Pugging a paddling pool. Oh, he's lovely. Yeah, these are great. Katie, uh, happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. This next one comes from Jonathan Lazinski, who says, Ahoy, Annabelle and Jeff. Ahoy. Ahoy. I'm writing for publication to my eldest daughter, Elizabeth, who is a fellow drifter turning 11 on the 14th of August. Another young one. Yeah. The next generation. <laughs> yeah. Young blood. Brilliant. Um, it's not her first brush with podications from you both, as I wrote into the old radio show um, and got one for her prior to her being born when she was known as Peanut. Oh, yes. 11 years ago. Uh, yeah. I, 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 remember, I remember a Peanut. I, remember, I do remember Peanut. Oh. And then, again, because I think when Gene was in Sarah's uterus, I think we sometimes called him Peanut, oh. but inspired by that original email. I think it stuck in my really? head. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then again, after she was born, I did one full of Seinfeld references. She was a breathtaking baby. <laughs> um, I think that is a reference to Terry Hatcher's boobs and not to the ugly baby okay. episode. But okay. I need a refresher. It's been a while since I right, watched it all the okay. way through. In fact, maybe that should, that's something I could a little project for myself project. to rewatch <laughs> all 180 episodes of Seinfeld for the umpteenth time. Um, she's got so much in common with Annabelle. She's obsessed with pigs oh, yes. and has decided to become a vegetarian as a consequence. What does that mean? Uh, she wants to write plays, songs, books, films, etc. Oh. with her school friends. Oh. She started a newspaper for our street. Uh, so if she keeps that up well into adult life and delivers it, there'll be that too. Oh, she's amazing. Lots to be excited for for her 11th birthday as she is eagerly awaiting her letter from Hogwarts and we've booked the sleeper train from Edinburgh down to London to visit the Warner Brothers studio tour. She will change into her Ravenclaw robes when she wakes up and I imagine she'll want to drift off on the train to a drift. Well, this has been and gone now, hasn't it? Because it was on the 14th of October. I hope you had a wonderful time. What a great thing to have done for your birthday. Uh, she's pestering me to support you on Patreon, so you'll have her to thank for that when I eventually get round to it. And she's probably one of your youngest fans and drifters. She was thrilled when you gave me advice about open offices on Quandary Corner, oh. so this podication will really make her day. Anyway, must go. These pretzels are making me thirsty, which is another Seinfeld. Reference. I guess it must be. Yeah, it's um, it's it's to do with like you. If you're a truly great actor, mm. you'd be able to say that line and and make it sound natural at the same time. Like nobody can say that as a line out of the blue and make it sound natural. Give it a go. Oh, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah, they're very ha- hammy. I thought that was good. No, can I do no. it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and finally, this comes from uh, Jan and Amalink. Jan and Anna is quite the combination, isn't no, it? I love it. Yeah. Ahoy, Jeff and Annabelle. Ahoy. Ahoy. I'd like to request a publication for my friend Sam, who has his birthday on the 20th of August. I introduced him and my friend Joe to a drift nervously on a road trip from Sydney to the Gold Coast, and he is now a fellow drifter. Yes. Yes. Uh, he's gone on to make most of our friends listen to the podcast, which makes me wonder whether he's a true drifter. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, let's, let's have those new listeners. That's great. Please. Uh, all that aside, Sam's an absolutely wonderful friend, and I'm thankful for his bad puns, good movie taste, and being willing to put up with me. Here's to being adrift together. P.S. Oh, this P.S. Is, is praise, but it's about my books. I've been, I haven't crossed it out in the hope I might get a few more sales that I need. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, P.S. We've also been enjoying Annabelle's book oh, very much. Have you? That's so yeah. lovely. Carry on. What else do they say? Well, I was just going to say about that book. Because um, <laughs> at, at first it was just people who supported it on Unbound who were able to get it yeah, you yeah. Know, when it first came along. Yeah, but yeah. now you can order it on Amazon. You can go into your local bookshop and get it. Probably won't have it. But, but they could order it very easily. They can order I mean, it, it could be easily. there the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Annabelle versus the internet. We've actually gotten together and read it and laughed out loud to the point where we had to switch people reading due to the fact that I couldn't continue reading due to laughter. Well, this is high praise. Do you know um, three quarters of my best friend Chris's uh, house have all read it and loved it? That's amazing. That's very yeah. high for a house. That's, wow. Yeah. Chris who's, has, who's the one? I was about to say, who's the one that hasn't? And then Chris, I realised it's Chris. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, so there we go. Um, I really enjoyed all those podcasts. Yeah, me too. They were wonderful. Um, Katie Parker, happy birthday from Sarah Broadhead uh, to the uh, the wonderful Elizabeth, formerly Peanut, uh, belated happy birthday, and uh, another belated happy birthday. A third to from Jan Ann Amalink to Sam. There we go. And if you would like a podcast, you can email hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.